Hey guys, welcome back to the Solutions by Southwest Utility Podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to introduce this new series to y'all. Um, you all know me, I'm Caroline, uh, but you don't know Christina, who is on this uh, episode as well and will be co-hosting um, this series going forward. Welcome to episode one of Coffee Chats with Caroline. And Christina, um, if you have tuned into our podcast in the past, then you know that conversations and building an authentic community is really important to us. It's something that as a company, we prioritize just about over anything else, relationship building, being in real raw community with people um, and bringing value in a a meaningful, impactful way. Uh, When our team grew earlier this year by adding Christina aboard, um, it became apparent really fast that there is a significant opportunity to um, continue the community building effort on our podcast like this. Uh, and so Christina's going to introduce herself in a minute, but the point of coffee chats with Caroline and Christina um, is to have meaningful conversations. Uh, Christina and I are both so passionate about relationship building, building community and being authentic, um, that it only made sense for us to start the series where we talk all things leadership, um, being a woman in business, being in the multifamily industry, balancing families, um, home life, work, the whole balance of all of that, but also straddling this notion of, you know, there are a, a bajillion incredible, amazing leaders inside and outside of our industry that we want to um, elevate and share the stories of on our platform. Uh, it only made sense to do that together uh, since we share this mutual passion for people. And so I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Um, The coffee chats is meant to be just that. Uh, Listen in while you're sipping on your cup of coffee, iced or hot. I could do both. It is the summer in Texas and I'm in Houston. So we're averaging 105 degrees. So I'm doing iced coffee most days. Um, But uh, this is supposed to be an informal conversation, y'all. So we're excited you're here. Thank you for joining episode one. Um, You know, I mentioned at the very beginning, you know who I am for the most part, but you don't know who Christina is. Christina joined our team earlier this year, March 15th to be exact. We're so pumped to have her on board. Christina is a powerhouse. She's been in the industry for um, an incredible period of time. Her experience is phenomenal. Uh, We were pumped to bring her on for her to help expand our presence nationally as a utility management and billing provider as a company. But above all that, she is a friend. She is a incredible colleague to have. And if you've worked with her in the past in the industry, um, you know that firsthand. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and uh, ask her to share her story so you can hear it from her and how she ended up here um, with Southwest Utility Solutions. Christina, welcome to the podcast, and I'm so excited we're doing this. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad we're finally doing it. We talked about this for a while, and um, it is glad to see it finally coming to fruition here. Um, So yes, my name is Christina Robinson-Race. I am, well, we'll actually, we'll talk about titles later. I don't want to start with that, but uh, (laughs) 
I have been in the industry uh, for a very long time. Thank you for not pointing out exact years and making me sound extremely old, but um, I have been in the industry longer than uh, two of my children have been alive and they're in college now. That gives us an idea of where we are. So I started, um, I kind of fell into this industry like I think all of us kind of know there's a lot of people who are like, yep, I, I decided in college I was going to go into multifamily and that's the way I went. Um, I kind of stumbled into it by um, being a mom and wanting to have something that would allow me to do both of those things. And uh, so I started 20 something years ago um, with a company called National Water and Power at was the name of the company back then. And I was their very first uh, remote employee. And um, there weren't a lot of us working remote back then. So it was a great opportunity. It grew into a full-time position. Uh, I then went on to work with a company called Osseus, um, which is now operating under another name as well. Um, from there, I spent 10 years at Conservice um, and really enjoyed that time where we went from a very small company to a very big company. Um, and then I spent a couple of years with RealPage. Um, and then now I'm here. I was a little bit of a stop um, with um, PropTech and um doing um, that type of thing. But um, I am so excited to be here. It was a, a dream come true to find such a like-minded company and a like-minded partner in all of this. So um, I'm just super psyched uh, to be here. Yeah. Christina is, if I had a word to describe Christina, it would be um, a uh, well, there's two words that come to mind. The first word is aligned, and that's because I, it is scary how aligned she and I both are, but um, also just relationships. She's a connector, and it was one of the things that we were so um, aware of from day one of interacting with Christina. Um I think we should tell the people how we met yes. uh, because it's going <laughs> to provide uh, even, you know, just like a, are you serious? Um, kind of clarity for everybody. Uh, I'll let you share. Do you want to talk about the webinar sure. that we were both on? It's kind of the work version of a rom-com, I think. Um, <laughs> and how you meet somebody. Um, we both, I attended the uh, Multifamily Women's Summit last year Um in Scottsdale. And I got to know um, Patrick and Carrie uh, Antrim. And um, through that, um, Patrick and I had had some interaction and he invited me to a call that they were hosting, which they've now turned that call into a webinar as well, um, that you can listen to those those, um, different recordings and kind of see how our relationship evolved. I was listening to some the other day and it was really funny to go back and hear us kind of getting to know each other um, in real time. So, um, we were both on that call and I'll let you describe kind of how you got to that call. Um, but we started, um, talking about, um, some pain points I was facing in my career at the time and, uh, some struggles, um, cause I had really come into this year knowing a better sense of who I am and what I stand for. And, um, realizing that my reputation and my relationships were everything. And that wasn't something that I really wanted to compromise. And I, I just needed 
Um, Patrick was doing a really good job in that call and everybody on there of doing of reaffirming my beliefs and that, yes, that is, you do need to stand true to yourself. And I was at a point in my life where um, that meant a whole lot to me. And then you started talking about the same things and we had the same outlook on um, disliking salespeople, no disrespect to any salespeople out there, but just right. not liking the whole sales vibe and wanting to build on relationships and, and build trust and not push um, you know, fast sales and high pressure. And so you and I um, started and we connected offline. I think you uh, messaged me, you during, you texted I me, Facebook message, or LinkedIn messaged me during one of the calls. And um, that's when we started chatting kind of offline. And um, I realized that I really wanted to work with you guys. And um, I think I just wrote a list of the things that I could bring. And uh, we went from there. But if you want to kind of give your side of all of that as well. Yeah, it was hilarious to me because full disclosure, that was the first time I had ever attended a webinar like that. And I'm like, holy cow, Patrick, did you realize the value you were going to bring? You helped my <laughs> team grow. And I don't even think that was the point, but you did. So um, I found the, um, the webinar series that Patrick was putting on through uh, some promo content he was pushing on LinkedIn. And I had been following Patrick for a while and, um, you know, all of the, um, just all of the information that, that he and, and his organization share, it's just so informative. And for somebody who does not have like 20 years of experience in our industry, it is always helpful <laughs> to have, um, you know, an outlet where you can go and, um, learn it's it you know everything is so um everything is so experience driven it, it feels like in multifamily and you learn by doing you learn by touching you learn by seeing you learn by you know talking and and failing forward and and rebuilding and all that stuff and you know i haven't had 20 years of that and so anytime i find um content to either take in or um, experiences to be a part of where I can try and learn and soak up some more knowledge, especially in the multifamily world. <laughs> um, I really, I, I really try to be intentional about participating. And so when I saw what Patrick was doing, I was like, that, that's what I need to do. And yes, you and I were both on the call. And I remember looking at the people who were attending. I'm like, oh, I would love to do a one-to-one -one with that person. Oh, I would love to do a one-to-one -one with that person. Oh, I would. And then I saw you and I'm like, that's weird. Christina's in my world <laughs> specifically. And I, and I remember, I remember this from a couple of years ago when I was trying to build up my network on LinkedIn specifically. And I was connecting with people who had worked with other utility billing and utility management partners and thinking, is it smart to, because I just didn't know, but is it smart to like have you know, meaningful connections and, and relationships with people who could potentially be competitors of yours or have been in the past. And if you asked me that question a couple of years ago, my ignorance would have told you, no, oh no, you don't, right? Like don't have a relationship with them because what if they steal your business, which is so, right, hindsight's 2020, but it's, that just sounds so silly because a relationship is a relationship and, and, you know, they're always worth having. Um, but anyway, I saw you and I was like, holy cow, Christina and I were in the same world. And I, yes, you're exactly right. I messaged you on LinkedIn. And I think the words were, 
I hope this is not creepy. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I would really like to connect with you. <laughs> uh, here's my cell. And <laughs> we did, we just totally hit it off from there. And, um, it was, I mean, obviously the rest is history, but Christina is on our team now. We're so happy to have her and she is so relationship driven. And it was, um, and it continues to be, I think why we are so aligned and why, uh, you know, starting this series together and sharing it with you guys that are listening will be powerful because, um, there are, so many conversations that we should be having around um, leadership that haven't already been had about being, you know, a female leader in business, which is uh, a conversation all on its own, right? Like, and and um, being authentic and elevating other people's stories and inspiring and empowering people to feel vulnerable and and feel able to share failure and success and pour wisdom into people who, um, who are new, right. Who are trying to build up a a network within the industry, who are trying to build rapport in the industry, who are trying to cultivate a experience that our peers have had, you know, decades to build and they're just starting out. So that's why I'm so excited about this. And, um, I think that, you know, it could bring a lot, a lot of value. Um, but let's talk about, let's talk about a fun experience Christina and I had recently at a conference together. Um, because I think it will, um, I think it'll be valuable for those that are listening. Christina and I recently attended the, um, interface student housing conference in Austin together. Um, for those of you who listen and do business with our company, as you know, we are in the student housing world too, providing utility management solutions, but uh, we were there and, you know, I, number one, it was my first time attending an interface conference, which is fabulous. If you've never yes. attended that before, Christina was like, literally in her first interview, she's like, we listen, even if you don't hire me, you have to go to an interface conference. Like, you have to go. And oh my God, was she right? Um, it was so good. But when we got there, uh, they hand you this massive badge, which is on this lanyard and which is fabulous and fine, but on the badge, you know, everybody's titles are printed and, you know, titles are nearly an episode all on their own. But, um, when we, when we arrived and we put on our badges, you know, Christina said VP of sales and mine said VP. And it was an interesting experience because people started to walk up to us and they're like, okay, hey, Christina, well, what do you do? And Christina was like, well, I'm responsible for spreading the, um, you know, the, this company nationally. That's, that's my job. I'm super excited to help us expand into new markets and new states and all that great stuff. And, and they looked at me and they're like, and what do you do? And um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was my response. And, um, and that wasn't because I don't do anything, but it's because, wow, a lot, I guess. And so I I say that because since that experience, this concept and conversation around titles and sales and growth and like, you know, how you're communicating, how you contribute has been a really hot topic with our team and in our office. 
And so I wanted to give Christina, you know, an opportunity here to talk about the transition she recently made with her title, because I think it is so relevant to other people that are responsible for growth and multifamily. So Christina, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. Yes. Um, one of the things that I, we mentioned earlier that I really loved about coming to Southwest was the ability to um, focus on relationships and building those relationships and um, given the freedom to have the time to cultivate those relationships instead of, hey, you know, you've been here a week, you know, what, what are we closing today? So, um, and that you guys understood. Uh, the other thing that I really, really enjoyed is that um, we, the open dialogue about my experience and the relationships that I had built with my clients um, over the years. And, you know, to be honest with you, there was a time not too long ago in this industry. Um, and I don't know if it's because it was so male driven or because um, it was just, it's the times are changing so quickly that relationships were thought of having those close relationships were thought of as a negative and um, they weren't really valued. And to me, um, I, that never made sense to me because my, um, the clients that I've had, I've had deep personal connections with as well. And they've stayed, uh, you know, very, very, um, true to me and they've, you know, very loyal. And, um, it's not because of just selling to them and to, and solving problems. It was from genuinely listening to them and getting to know them and being vulnerable with them. And as you know, you've got, you and I've had meetings with several, um, of my, my close connections in the industry that I've built just from having these relationships. And so, um, and I also have this real uh, big kind of block as far as salespeople go. I, um, I've just, I don't, we were talking earlier about how I went, recently went to go look for a couch and um, I pointed out to the, the person that, you know, this is the couch I found online and I just want to see it in, in the um, studio. And they took me to a, a diff, totally different couch that just happened to be the same color, but it wasn't the model or the name and hoping, I guess I wouldn't notice. And then when I said, yeah, this really isn't what I was looking for. They mentioned that mattresses were on sale, which meant that that person didn't listen to me at all. And so I love the opportunity at Southwest to be able to take everything I've learned from my previous companies, which are amazing. And you were talking about before, I want to throw this in real quick, kind of go off topic a yeah. second, is that. Um, having friends in um, the industry at different companies. And I still have very close connections at all of the previous companies I've worked with um, from, you know, people in my position to, you know, people who are um, partners and are competitors. And I talk to them on a regular basis, but this industry, as tiny as it is, there's more business than any of us could ever manage together. Yes. Um, and so to have the opportunity to really focus on what I've learned from my clients and bring that here and to solve problems for them, to use Southwest to, um, to kind of think outside the box and not so much think about our competitors. I don't really, um, think about our competitors on a day-to-day basis and what they're doing. Um, because I know that they, thinking about each other leads you to trying to out your competitor and outdo and out product and out everything. And you can tend to lose focus on your clients. And I just want to solve their problems. And um, I think we should do a whole nother episode on the biggest problem I think we've ever, we've solved up to date is that arrears billing and starting people on a regular yes, on a first yes. time um, immediately once they acquire a property. 
But um, so I didn't like the word sales in my title. I felt that when I get an email from somebody, and I know you probably do too, like 10 times a day, who find us on LinkedIn and want to sell us mainly, you know, business development or other kinds of products that we can use. Um, some of them like send me stuff about have nothing to do with our own, our industry, even they just look at a title um, or look at a company and assume. So I wanted to change my title. Um, even though I'd only had it for a couple months, um, I wanted to go from vice president of sales um, to vice president of solutions. Um, and you and Andrew were great when I came to you and said, I know I've only been here for a couple months and we've already got all these cards made, but I'm going to need new ones because I want them <laughs> to say vice president of solutions because I am not here to just sell to anyone. I am here for the long haul. I want to hear what your, your, the problems that you're facing. And I want us to work together to find a solution for you, um, to truly find a solution. We're not going to be the best match for every company, but um, we can tell them that. And we can offer advice and um, build that authenticity with people so that they develop the trust um, in us. And also so that they know that they're more than a sale. Um, we're not approaching anybody just, I mean, obviously, yes, we want to make the sale. We want them to, to come in and work with us and we want to be their partners, but we want to do that because we genuinely believe that we can bring value. And, um, and so I really wanted something more authentic and you guys were great with that. And we made that change and, um, we're getting ready, I think, to make it official LinkedIn kind of post about that and the why. But um, so then we started talking about your title <laughs> and um, what you were going to be. I think at one point we were joking about vice president of all things. Um, yeah, and it's a little broad. <laughs> so um, do you want to kind of talk about what you settled on? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's so interesting too, right? Like just titles in general, because at the end of the day, um, you know, a title is only important to the person reading it, I guess. At the end of the day, it's, do I have clarity on what I am being held accountable to and for? And like, what, what am I going to take extreme ownership of? And I, um, you know, coming from a small business background here, I think that it is this interesting dance that we do with wearing lots of hats and, um, being cross-trained and understanding what everybody else does and, you know, kind of being this jack of all trades, if you will. Um, and I will tell you that, you know, and for those that are listening that feel as though they've been a jack of all trades their whole life, boy, can I empathize with you because um, that's kind of the bucket I've always gone into is just jack of all trades. And it wasn't until I graduated from college that I realized the end of that cute little phrase, which is master of none and, um, jack of all trades, master of none. And I didn't like that. Um, but I also have always had a hard time understanding well, what, what bucket am I supposed to be in though? Like what, what is it? If, you know, you find yourself within your organization and you're touching lots of different projects, lots of different things, and you're helping and supporting and facilitating and, and you're just kind of everywhere at all times. What is that? Like, wh what is it? And I, I think to a certain extent, everybody can probably kind of empathize with that. I mean, at some point you, you, it's just, it's part of 
business, I think, you end up doing something that wasn't on the original job description. And whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing is an episode all of its own. Christina, I think we've planned like six episodes from this initial conversation. Yeah, I know. I think we should definitely go with that one because I truly believe that one of the failures that happens with a lot of companies um, is that people, they go into, and I know I've been in companies like this where they've said, this is your role, stay in your lane. Um, and and this is your title is this, and you stay in your lane with this when you could so easily feel like you can improve things by being able to impact, um, another area, like being able to offer suggestions or have feedback or be valued and listened in those other areas. Um, and I think that that was what helped makes a great company is to have somebody who's cross and doing multiple things, because if you're just into one area, another area could could really suffer. You could see the problems, you could see the issues and not be able to affect change there. Um, So being everyone should be cross-trained and cross-doing multiple things. Um, So you were totally onto something there. Yeah. And I just like, I, I am so, I think maybe passion is the right word about collaboration and, you know, it's all in the same vein of community, community, community involves communication and um, professional or not professional community involves collaboration community involves engagement from two people you're not in community with yourself that's not community you can be self-aware and you know um, at, at peace with yourself and understand your needs and your wants and all that great stuff but to be in community requires at least two and as a team I think you know I am just as passionate about building a community in our industry, but also within our company. And so having the ability to support, to facilitate, to empower, to do all of that good, fun stuff with people who are hired to do specific things, but are not so siloed that they can't help, that they can't be aware that they can't contribute. That's a big deal. Like, are you a contributor? Or are you a participator? And I only ever want to hire contributors. Um, it, you know, it's a huge deal. So I'll spend like 60 seconds here on what my title is because, you know, it, it, it is what it is, I guess, because but it's a title, right. But it, it was my, um, what, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for here? My motivation in getting a more clear title is because of the experience that we had at that trade show, right? Like, you know, that is important when somebody looks at you for the first time and knows you, they don't know you at all. And they ask, okay, well, great. Well, what do you do? You guys, it's the same title here. What's happening. And, um, clarity in that moment is important. And so we came up with (laughs) SVP of revenue development, because in the same vein of solutions versus sales, um, for me, revenue is very similar. Um, lots of things affect revenue. Um, marketing affects revenue. Sales obviously affects revenue. The growth and the um, pouring into our team affects revenue. The success and happiness of our clients, current, um, past um, clients affects our revenue. Lots of things affect revenue. Obviously, it's a business. Everything does. And right. to <laughs> to be able to say in a you know just a you know a title, um, I straddle projects that affect existing revenue and the net new that's coming. Um, 
was an easy way for me to quickly describe I straddle growth and ops for the current business, and I am strategically involved with the innovation development and rollout of all the fun new stuff that we built here. And um, so that's what we settled on. That is my official LinkedIn update, if you've seen it. <laughs> um, but uh, Christina's right. We're going to, you know, this transition from sales to solutions is such a huge deal. We, we will be sharing content about that um, via our company. LinkedIn. It's, you know, I always challenge. And if you're listening to this and for whatever reason you found this episode and we are not connected on LinkedIn, but you have invited me to be a connection with you on LinkedIn, there are one of two things that have happened. Number one, you sent me an automated message that said, Hey, Caroline, looks like there's some overlap. Would love to learn what you do. And, um, I went into your profile because I read every single one of those messages and there is no overlap. And I said, uh, in a response to you that you may or may have not responded to, hi, can you help me understand what you're talking about? Um, because your objective is not to build a relationship with me, right? Like you, yes. we've become so desensitized to these outbound cold sales messages we're sending to try and build a network you have no intention of being authentic with me because your message isn't authentic. There's nothing real about what you're communicating to me right now. So I don't have the time, energy, or patience to pour time and energy into a relationship with you that is only going to be satisfied if you sell me something. Um, or the alternative is that um, you reached out and instead of pretending like you wanted to build a relationship by saying, looks like there's some overlap, would love to learn about what you do you immediately went in for the kill and said, Hey, Caroline, I can improve your leads times four every month by outbound leads. I mean, like, come and on. The, there's the third Caroline that I think, I don't know. I think it's women that we get. And we should mention that while we're talking about this on LinkedIn is the men who think LinkedIn is a dating site Oh goodness. Best connection request. And, yeah. um, so I've started responding to those with, is there something professional I can help you with? Yes. What? what professionally can I do for you? Um, because it, it's getting to be a lot. There's, you know, it's, it's the cold, you know, I can, you know, help you with your 401k. I can help you expand your, um, your connections with, and you know, I've had this discussion a million times. I don't believe in bulk emails and I certainly don't believe in bots as reaching out and starting, um, authentic relationships. That's not what, I, I'm going to ever agree to do. Um, and, but then also those ones that we're getting, starting to get more of now, which is, you know, these random professional men who are reaching out and are using LinkedIn as a dating site. And I've talked to more and more women lately, you know, and it's not a site where you can tell if somebody's married or single or interested right. or any of those things. So yeah, just a side note, please men stop doing that. <laughs> uh, well, and I mean, like you're not wrong. I've experienced that too. I have experienced somebody scraping my email from LinkedIn, showing up in my inbox saying, I found you on LinkedIn and sending me a, um, uh, what I guess was an attempt at a love letter. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, uh, it was, made me highly uncomfortable. And, uh, that person got blocked everywhere, but, um, <laughs> it is, you know, the intent of the platform was to build a professional network. And I think that, um, we have become 
number one, desensitized to the lack of authenticity. It's just, we accept it as normal. Oh yeah, I get inundated with spam. It just is what it is. I ignore. And in doing that, we also become desensitized to an authentic attempt. People that are not spam, people who are trying to be a part of real community. You know, it's one of the reasons that Christina and I built, we've got three groups on LinkedIn that we started this year because of that. I mean, a huge part of creating those groups was because it can be difficult to do real community on LinkedIn because it is so saturated with spam and spammy sales attempts and just cold pitches that are unprofessional and inappropriate. And um, if you are a part of those LinkedIn groups, we're so excited you are. If you're not, um, just so that you know, there are three. There is a multifamily supplier network. You can just Google it in the search bar on LinkedIn. That group was built for uh, supporting partners and uh, supplier vendors in the multifamily space to connect, to collaborate, to get to know one another, um, and uh, just be a part of the continued conversation that is suppliers in the apartment world. Um, the second LinkedIn group that Christina and I built is the, uh, I think it's what's the professional women and multifamily network. Christina, yes. Yeah. Right? yes. And I think that one is so important. Um, as women, because when I first started this industry, you know, going back to the dinosaur age, um, <laughs> women were on sites and, you know, some women were regionals and that was pretty much where it tapped out. And you and I have talked about how what's been really cool for me is to grow in my career at the same time other women have grown in their careers on like the vendor side and, but also on the management side. And so there are now more women, um, you know, regionals, districts, CEOs. Um, and, you know, we both attended the, um, the women's session at um, the um, student housing. And yes, the W Collective. They're yeah, awesome. W Collective. And that was an amazing session because women are still struggling in this industry and we're really pushing forward. And so we really wanted to have a place where women on both the vendor and the management side could come. Um, and, you know, this week there's a topic out there that I threw out about it's summer. Yesterday was the first official day of summer. But most of us have been dealing with kids home from school. I mean, I have college three college age children who are still a lot during the summer. Um, if nothing else, than the amount of food that they take um, to to survive. And, and the, they're used to being around people all the time in groups and groups and things. So they want your attention and they, they're adults. So they want to kind of bond with you and talk to you, but they don't necessarily respect those boundaries of this is the time that I'm working. And so with other moms, I'm not the only one. Um, and you I have a one-year-old who um, you, you know, are I love it when she joins conference calls because she is so <laughs> adorable. Um and I, you know, I, I swear, I 100% believe she should be on our new um, About Us pages when we roll those out. But um, women who really understand, you know, juggling all those things. And I think that that is also what, what our superpowers are. We have had to juggle. We juggle families. We juggle kids. We juggle our households. I mean, we do. And the W Collective nailed this is that we do so much of the work that isn't seen of the managing the households and those things. And a majority of us are the main income holders. The We're the ones that out earn our spouses and we're doing all these things at the same time. And so to have that area where we can comfortably come in and try to build each other up and, and see each other and see the struggles that they're going through um, while also networking is, is super important to me. And I love, I love the other groups as well, but this one um, has a deep meaning to me because 
again, it's also why I came into this business is so that I could do multiple things and I could be the mom I wanted to be and build the career I wanted. It's, it's a powerful thing to be a female in leadership, but it is an even more powerful thing. I would argue to be uh, a woman of influence in a professional setting. And you don't have to necessarily be leading a massive team to be a woman of influence and to, um, create impact with your words and by sharing your story and by um, being vulnerable and real with your experiences. Everybody's got wisdom to share. And um, as a new mom, like navigating that is hard and that's not easy. It's, it's not easy to drop your baby off at school every single day when you want to be home with them. That's hard. It's hard when, you know, as Christina described, your kids are home from college and, you know, you're not off for three months with them. That's hard. Um, but, you know, we all have our reasons and our motivations. And for many of us, it's those same kids. Uh, and, uh, you know, being a part of a community that can empathize with that, that can, um, share, uh, you know, to a certain extent, some of that pain a little bit, but also relish in the excitement that it also is. Um, one of my favorite parts of the panel that Christina talked about was somebody had mentioned, you know, the biggest surprise for me as a, a female in our industry and within shoes in a leadership role was that um, my peers, my other female peers, they're the breadwinners for their family. And it was the first time that I had ever heard so, number one, somebody say that out loud in our industry, but number two, that I, I, I felt like seen like, oh, whoa, you, you know, I, there's, there's a degree of empathy here. Like you're working your butt off and your family depends on you in a huge way, right? Like we can empathize with that. And those are the types of conversations. Those are the types of kind of like revelations that we're all having, but nobody's talking about that we want to talk about. We want to share in that LinkedIn group. So if you couldn't tell already, Christina is super passionate about it. <laughs> and um, that's important because I bet a lot of other people are also passionate about it. Um, so anyway, if you're a female in multifamily, we'd love to have you a part of that group. Um, the third group is the multifamily impact network. The multifamily impact network is for people on both sides. Um, just like the women's network, um, in the supplier realm, as well as the management or ownership realm. Um, I say realm side is side <laughs> the right word realm. Like we're wizards or something. Um, the multifamily kind of make it sound like we're on different sides. So I like realm better. <laughs> I like right. Like we're all, it's all the same universe. You're just yep. in this strand of it, and I'm in this strand. Um, exactly. But uh, the multifamily impact network is for both vendors, owners, and management partners. Um, it is a group intended to uh, be intentional about sharing stories. Um, sharing wisdom um, from leaders up and coming and existing in multifamily. You know, if you're active on LinkedIn and you're in the multifamily space, there is what feels sometimes like a, 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 a loop of the same thought leaders as sharing really awesome content, but 
it's the same people that it's been for years. We are so excited to be able to jump in and set the tone and be a part of setting the pace, if you will, for the next wave of thought leaders and influencers and multifamily. The goal is for the Multifamily Impact Network to be the, the kind of the the landing spot for that, or the, excuse me, the the takeoff spot, if you will, um, to start having those conversations with up and coming leaders, people that are um, wanting to be uh, spaces of influence and impact for others in multifamily. So as you know, I located in Nashville. And so we are very active in the Nashville, Greater Nashville Apartment Association. And they brought in a speaker at the educational conference who talked about working multi-generational. There's more generations in the workplace right now than there have ever been before um, because boomers aren't leaving and um, you know Gen Z is, you know, we're right there. So um, one of the things that Caroline knows is that I um, am deeply passionate about us old timers, but I'm also very passionate about the newbies, the newer people in the industry. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a mom of young adults or if it's just that this generation, I'm not going to out your age, um, that you happen to be part of, um, is you guys have such a driving um, will, but you also have a a passion for others and inclusivity and um, just some new takes. And so I think it's a great opportunity for us to combine, you know, that old time knowledge and those new ways of doing things and those new ways of hearing people and um, of understanding kind of the world and the markets and that type of thing. So um, this group also is is very exciting to me because it's going to be a place where everyone can kind of, you know, voice that we're in a common, we're in a common industry, um, but we're also in a common world and we have, you know, so many things that we can learn from each other. And um, I think that's going to be super cool. You totally nailed it, the cross-generational thing. I mean, I was, as you know, just on Mike's, uh, Mike Brewer with Brad Coke. You guys don't know who Mike is. He's awesome. You should absolutely go follow Mike on LinkedIn. He's got like three different audio platforms that he pushes content on. Um, one of the more popular ones is his Collective Conversations um, platform. Uh, I was recently invited to be a guest on that. And I think he published it about two weeks ago now. And one of the things that we talked about was, and uh, I can't remember if Mike brought it up or I brought it up, but we talked about it for a while. And that was this transition that's happening with um, my people and then (laughs) the people who have, are not, you know, of the generation before me, we'll just say that. And um, Mike shared the exact same sentiment that you share, Christina, and that is, it's so exciting. Like there's a lot of hunger. There's a lot of drive. There's a lot of scrappiness. There's a lot of, um, will, and it is an interesting season professionally because there's kind of crossovers happening where you've got my generation who we graduated college a few years ago. Some of us maybe are, are graduating, um, took a couple more years, whatever, and are, have either just come into, a real career or have been within our careers for a few years. And, uh, we're pumped. Like we're, we're, we are, we're hungry. We're excited. We want to make change. We see, um, 
you know, the world evolving, we're seeing global change happening at a tremendous scale right now. And there is a huge opportunity to be of real um, long-term influence within our careers right now. And so there is, there's a lot of energy. It's super exciting. My feedback to Mike was because he, same thing you just said, and I think you totally hit the nail on the head. My feedback was, I feel kind of like my generation is this, how, I mean, like a bomb almost like we we're explosive. There's like, ah, there's a lot of buzzing happening. Like, I think y'all are fearless. Y'all are fearless. And that is, and you genuinely believe in yourself. You don't have that self-doubt that I think my generation had at that age, um, where I think we were made to feel that way by some of the older generations that, Um, sit down, be quiet. And you know, your time will come. Whereas you guys are like, our time is now we know what we're doing (laughs) and you're going to hear me. And you guys, I think world events have made you that way. You guys have lived through your generation, you know, has lived through more, you know, major world events. And, you know, I I did during that same period. Um, but you guys are doing it in a way that is non-threatening to others as well. And I think that is, um, a big key to it, you know, that, you realize that, you know, we, we have a lot to bring, but we also have something to learn. Um, and it's teaching our, my generation that, you know, we can learn from you guys. It's not a weakness to learn from younger generations and to get that energy. Because I think that when I interact, when you and I interact and we just have, you know, even if we're just talking about our weekend and our kids and stuff, I get a lot of energy from you and, and that helps re-energize me. And um, I think that all of us realizing that that's where this industry is, because it's not an industry where all of the people in one generation are all entry level and the upper management and the executive teams are all, you know, Gen X or boomers. It's not, this is, there's such, in this industry, at least there's such a cross of, you know, you could have a president of a company, um, especially in the, you know, the prop tech and the, you know, side of it where you can have an owner of a company who is you know very young but they're running these companies and employing hundreds of people so um i i think this is a great opportunity for us to really learn from each other in a non-threatening kind of way where we just support each other and then you know there's things that we've learned like um as you guys do things differently, even as moms, you know what I mean? Like you um will have the opportunity because some people even before me said you know children and families are going to be a priority and this is going to be okay in this industry. And, um, we can keep helping others as we mature and we get older, helping people who are just now coming into the industry benefit from that. And, and from what we've learned and from what we've, um, the foundations we've set. I mean, this, if you're listening, like this relationship should be an indication for you of the power that is like, cross-generational working. I mean, there is a a huge degree of humility that you should carry with you. If you are in my generation and you're listening, um, uh, you have so much to learn and I have so much to learn from um, people like Christina who are in Christina's number one role, but also who carry in their backpack this lifetime of experience and failure and success and 
all of all of it. Um, you should, my people, you should be toting around a bag of humility, but, um, you know, don't, don't also, you know, carry with that bag of humility, you know, the, the, the bag of hunger and, and, and desire and will and all that stuff too. But when it works and the alignment is right, I mean, the relationship that Christina and I have, y'all, this is a multi-generational thing, but when it works, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the energy matches, there's energy, like there's an abundance of energy supplied when there's a lack of, when there's a lack of it's noted more is put in. I mean, there is a reason why it works when it does, it is, it's powerful. It's really, really, really powerful. And multifamily at least from what I've learned in the short five years I've been a part of it is all about its people. Like it is the most intimate industry ever. And if you haven't already, I would encourage you, inspire you, empower you, push you, whatever the heck you want that word to be, to figure out how to work with people who are not your age, who don't look like you and who maybe speak a different language than you do. Because if, if you haven't figured that out already, you're going to really struggle in this industry. This is one of the most diverse today. It is, it hasn't always been, but today it is one of the most diverse industries you can be a part of. It is one of the most, um, just as far as age goes all over the spectrum industry, you can be a part of. Christina touched on it. People who are in leadership roles, not in leadership roles, it's all over the place. Age has no bearing on any of it. So if you haven't figured out yet how to work with your boss, who's maybe five years younger than you, or your newest hire, who's 20 years older than you, um, I would encourage you to go read a book, have a conversation, go have a cup of coffee with somebody a lot smarter than you and go figure it out because that's the world we live in and we play in. And with this move and this transition we've made globally for people working remotely, go ahead and sprinkle that in too, because now you may not have the luxury of seeing this human being in person every single day. It doesn't mean that you're still not being held accountable by them though, or, you know, in the same breath, it doesn't mean that you're also, you know, you're not suddenly reporting to them. You, It's such a, an interesting, challenging, exciting season we're all in right now, because there's so much, there's so much change and it's energizing change. And it's like, whole change. That's my word. You guys can't see me, but I'm like squinching my fingers and I'm making weird faces. Like it is the most. (laughs) I had a light bulb moment when you were talking about that too, and about the diversity in the industry and, um, in age and, you know, and culture and, and everything. Um, but that's also super exciting because that's who we, that's who, what we exist for too. Right. I mean, we're t- residents. We serve, we all serve a hugely a diverse um, population of residents. And, um, the fact that that is now mirrored in leadership and, I think that improves the lives of our, the residents that we all serve. I mean, that's what we're all here for on the vendor side, on the management side. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about the resident um, because that's what drives us. And that's what, you know, helps feed our children and send them to college. Um, it's the resident. And so being able to mirror that diverse world of our residents in leadership 
um, I think is, is a really cool point. And I think it makes us all better and it helps us better serve a resident if we are um, as equally diverse on the side who are serving them. 100%. Christina's totally right. 100%. And uh, I'm excited because I think that we have, um, in the last 45 minutes, established uh, at least two volumes of content <laughs> for the upcoming coffee chats with Carolyn and Christina. Um, I am so glad we're doing this, Christina. I'm so excited to do it with you um, and to just share these types of conversations. I think that people are thinking about them. I think we, um, at some point, we all kind of uh, roll these thoughts around in our brain, but to actually open up the conversation to create a space where it's safe to be vulnerable and open and real and, and honest. Um, it's impactful. So I'm so excited we're doing this. Yeah, and I'm excited some of the guests we've talked about having, um, that'll be, we won't mention them now because there'll be surprises, but who, you know, kind of align with that and who may challenge us a bit and, um, that we can learn even more from than, you know, we've seen, um, from them so far and, uh, and bring those cool people that we know to everyone else and introduce people to, um, some of the people who have influenced us and who have had a big impact in our lives. I know we've talked, we've mentioned, um, several people during this chat about people who have really impacted it and changed our lives. And it'll be exciting to bring those people in and include them. And if you're listening and you've got somebody, or maybe you are that somebody that has, you've got something to say, or, you know, you've got something you want to talk about and you think it would bring value to, um, our multifamily community here, I would encourage you to reach out to Christina or myself. Um, Christina and I are both super active on LinkedIn. You're always able to get a hold of us by messaging us directly on there. Um, assuming you don't send a pitch first, um, we, <laughs> or tell uh, me how, how much you like my profile picture and that we would probably, you know, make a good couple so yeah. yeah don't do that don't just that's just not y'all that's messy just don't do it you know what I mean like that follows you um but uh I, you know I'd encourage you to reach out to us find Christina on LinkedIn find me on LinkedIn um connect with us there we are so open to um meeting new people obviously but uh making this a collaborative space with people we don't know yet uh you know everybody's got a story to tell everybody has wisdom that the rest of us can tap into and i would invite you to participate in this conversation in this coffee chat if you will um we have Obviously more episodes we're rolling out. This is episode one. We are so grateful that you tuned in and um, shared a cup of coffee with us this morning. Um, you can find this series uh, on the South uh, Solutions by Southwest Utility podcast. You can Google that on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, it, truly anywhere that you can listen to a podcast or published there. Um, if you're listening to this as audio on LinkedIn, just so you know, you can also easily listen to it on your iPhone and your podcast app, um, or anywhere else that you're listening to your favorite episodes. While you're driving um, around town doing your errands, which I happened to listen to a couple of podcasts yesterday on a, a very long drive. Okay. So maybe, maybe some of them were about, you know, 
women murdering their husbands, but okay. But otherwise, um. <laughs> everybody's got their thing. I mean, Christina's it's, that's a little intense, but everybody's got their thing. Um, maybe this will be your thing. Uh, I hope this so is, mine is that stems from a, a college child who was obsessed with, um, the, the murder podcast, which I think is, um, is a huge thing right now is murder podcast among the college kids, which just makes me a little scared, but, um, yes. Yeah, so if you want to take a break from those kind of things and, and listen to us while you drive, we would really appreciate it. We're not going to talk about killing people. I promise. <laughs> so if you're looking for that, this might not be for you, but if you are looking for a nice break, then maybe we are for you. Um, so tune in to uh, the Solutions by Southwest Utility podcast to find our series, Coffee Chats with Caroline and Christina. Um, we're so thankful for the community that we built here. For those of you who come back episode over episode over episode to listen and to engage, to be a part of our um, continued conversation. Thank you so much. You could be spending that time doing other things, but you chose to spend it with us and to be a part of our community. And we're grateful for that. And so thank you. Um, we are excited about what's coming. Stay tuned for more. And until then, we'll talk soon. Bye guys. Bye.